Hey everyone, I hope you all are doing well. It is Sunday, January 9th, so we're about to go into the week. And I really hope that you just lead with positivity because if you do that, then your week and those hard days are going to be a lot easier. So let's go into the week with a bright, good, positive attitude. Today in our podcast, I wanted to talk about five salon owner myths. These are, I feel like, in my opinion, the top five. So many of you that listen to our podcast and follow us on our Instagram want to be salon owners, which I think is amazing. You should have those goals and you should really work to, to those goals. And if you work hard enough, you will get there. And I know there's so many of you that I've talked to that will get there because you are so determined. But I also know that so many of you don't realize what all it goes into it, which ha- you're never going to fully realize what all goes into it until you do it. But, you know, I've talked to some of you guys. I've done a poll, too, on our Instagram as well about do you know everything that goes into being a salon owner? And almost all of you guys said no. So I just kind of want to talk about a couple of things that may shock you, maybe, um, because I do feel like as salon owners, there there is, I don't want to make it sound like it's bad. It's, it is amazing. It is very, very rewarding. It's the best thing that I've done. I've owned my salon for almost four years now. In April, it'll be four years. And it's very, very rewarding. But there's also some things that come with it. And some things that sometimes we don't think about before we want to open our own studio. So I'm going to dive right in. And I also did a post on this on our Instagram last week that you can also check out. But my number one is that salon owners make more than their employees. This isn't always true. A lot of times it can happen. You will make more, but it takes time. And I know so many salon owners that are sometimes pulling in the same amount as um, their lash artists or sometimes their lash artists and they're maybe making more than them. That is really common and that is very, very typical. My advice for you is just when you do start bringing in employees, just really make sure that you are you know that you know what you're doing. Um, have an accountant help you really make sure that you understand all the expenses that comes with that because you do have to pay a percentage of their taxes. And honestly, it really sucks <laughs> that we have to do that, but you have to do it. It's a part of it. So really just make sure that when you're hiring someone that you're doing all the numbers and making sure that Um, You know, it's beneficial for you as well because obviously, you know, when if you're paying hourly or commission, I would love to offer 80% commission. You know what I mean? I would love to do that, but obviously, I cannot do that. Like, financially, that would make no sense. So, really make sure that you're diving deep into that. Number two, salon owners are only looking out for themselves. So I feel like this is a really, really big one. I feel like especially if you've worked for a company before or you've booth rented in salons. Now, let me just let me just be honest out there. I know there's a lot of, I don't want to say a lot, but there and it doesn't matter what if it's the beauty industry or any other industry there's going to be bosses there's going to be owners there's going to be managers that just simply aren't good okay but 
sometimes, even when you are a really good salon owner, you have to make decisions that are very, very difficult. And obviously, I'm speaking about myself, but I really try to lead everything in my salon, you know, fair to every single one of my employees. And we are really big on our values and integrity and things like that, and just our morals and all around. So, I mean, I like to think that we are a really good salon and I'm a really, really good boss. But sometimes you are faced with difficult decisions within your business that, you know, one person wants it to go this way, but another person wants it to go another way. And no matter what, you're going to make someone unhappy and you have to do what's best for the business and what's best for you at the end of the day. And sometimes it can be hard and you're not always going to, whether it's an employee or a client or whoever, you're not always going to make everyone happy. I mean, this isn't a fairy tale land. Like there's no way you can always make everyone happy. And I do feel like as salon owners, a lot of us are people pleasers and even just in this industry, honestly, like with clients, a lot of us are people pleasers. So you kind of have to get over that. And sometimes you may get labeled as certain things. And when you're truly not like that, you truly do have good intentions, but you just have to do what's best for your business. You have to realize that, that you're not a bad person and you're doing what you have to do and what you have to do to keep your business up and running. And the best thing to the, the best decision for your business. So sometimes that can be hard. And another thing too is that sometimes it can be very lonely being the salon owner, I will say. And I, like I have a ama- an amazing team and um, our salon manager, like I'm really close with her and everything. But at the end of the day, like you're the only owner. I mean, I guess unless you own it with someone else, but it can be really hard just like finding friends, I would say that um, have the same mindset as you because when you are in that type of role as an owner, you do have like that entrepreneur mindset and there's only so many people out there that do have that as well. And some, and if you can get someone in your business, like, you know, like a salon manager to help you out with things and stuff like that's going to help so much. But at the end of the day, you know, when you do have that true entrepreneur mindset, like I remember when I first turned 21, for example, all of my girlfriends were going out and I saw, you know, girls I went to school with and everything on Instagram and Facebook going out. And I would always turn down those invites because I was so focused in my business and that to me, that was more exciting. It was so exciting to, which I don't know. I, I'm, I know other entrepreneurs like me relate to this, so I know I don't sound crazy, <laughs> but I would, and I'm not saying that I never went out at all, but I would, and that's how I got my business though to grow at such a young age was because I was so focused and so determined and I would rather spend a weekend doing a training class and growing my business than always going out, okay? So when you do that, you know, people stop inviting you out and you do kind of sometimes get a little bit upset, but then you also got to realize, okay, look at my business, look how big my business has grown. And that's what is important to me. And I know true entrepreneurs, that's what's important to you. 
My third one would be, I guess this kind of ties in, being a salon owner is easy. So that is a big myth. I think sometimes the outsiders looking in think that, yeah, because you're the owner, you are going on vacation every month and you are just letting all, you know, the lashers that work for you do all the work and everything. And, um, you know, that's just simply not true. I work just as hard um, you know, as the lash artist in my salon, I have a million things that I always have to do. And I have all these hats that I have to wear and it's not easy. And it's, um, you know, I'm not just, if I'm on my, in my office, on my laptop, I'm not just sitting there messing around. Like I'm actually doing important things for my business. So sometimes not everyone always realizes what all that you have to do being a salon owner and you know especially when you first open I was always the first one there and I was always the last to leave it's gone a lot better four years in but a lot of times I'm the last one to leave I may not always be the first one there anymore because I'm not really an early bird but I am a night owl um so it does it gets better for sure over time especially when you have a good team but it's not sometimes people think going into business for themselves they're going to work less when in reality you got to work more until you get that business up off the ground okay and then fourth one would be salon owners should know how to wear every hat that is so false like you should not have to know how to wear every hat now with salon owners being true entrepreneurs an entrepreneur, when you are an entrepreneur, you typically, you want to learn so much. Like you love learning and you enjoy learning. And if there's something that you don't know how to do, you typically figure it out. But it's okay. Even if you do figure it out, you may not be very good at it. So it's okay to outsource things. It's not something that you should be embarrassed of. And it's not something that you should know how to do. Like, for example, I do all my social media. I really enjoy doing all that. And our taxes and everything. Like, I know a good amount about it. But I also have an accountant that does, if I have a question, I can always call her. And she does um, do my taxes. And I also um, use Square Payroll, which I highly recommend recommend square payroll I like it a lot it makes it a lot easier for me and they send in all my taxes to the IRS for me so I have those avenues to help me and make my life so much easier because at the end of the day I am not the best at numbers I'm okay and I can do it but it's not something that I am the best at okay in school growing up math was never my thing so we should we don't need to expect salon owners to literally know 100% every single topic. Um, that's very real, unrealistic. That's why they have accountants for us to go do so we don't have to do it all of ourselves. And they have people to do your social media too. If you're not good at that or don't enjoy that, you can outsource that and have people out there that will literally help you do all of that. Um, and then the last one, number five, would be you need a college degree to become an owner. This is so false. And if someone thinks that you need that, that is so false and not true at all. I actually went to college for a business degree. I went three years and I actually dropped out. Okay. I, I'm going to be honest with you and I'm just going to be really real here and raw. I don't think college was a bad thing. I don't. Um, I did learn some things. 
but when it came I I felt like the classes were more preparing me to work like within a corporate company I didn't really feel like it was um geared towards me owning like a beauty business and like a small business and I I my suggestion for you is I'm trying to figure out how to go about this and how to word this but if I was you I instead of getting a business degree and going to college I would find a salon owner that you maybe in your state that is really well known that just has this amazing salon that you look up to and you know oh my gosh they are doing the thing they are doing it correctly try to mentor them or yeah try to um go be under their wing and um well they mentor you I'm sorry um but really try to find someone like that and take advantage of like small business workshops there's some online there's webinars webinars there's some for free some for really cheap instead of spending money for college and you know that gets expensive I mean you may um, be able to apply for fast fund things like that but what I was running into was my business started growing and every year it was getting bigger and bigger and what was happening was I was working all day long and my classes were at seven, eight o'clock at night. And I was so busy because my business had just skyrocketed and I was having to leave my salon and I'd be in the middle of something to go to my class. And it's like, it got to the point where I was like, man, I would rather just stay here and finish this than go to this class where I'm not really taking anything back with me to my business that's beneficial. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I didn't learn anything because then you're probably thinking, oh, you didn't pay attention. I have always been a really good student. I'm maybe not the smartest in the room, but I take that kind of stuff very seriously and I did pay attention and I did good in my classes, but it's just the things that I was learning, I just didn't really feel like were very beneficial for me some of the classes were but not all of them were and it just got to the point where I would rather spend that time and put into my business and I just really thought to myself do I really need this college degree and I didn't go back after my third year of my semester I had a couple of classes left but it just to me it's just not very important what was important to me was my business and I had accomplished that and I felt complete so I'm not saying that college is a bad thing I think it's great but most of us here probably are not going to college or maybe did go to college and didn't finish and if you did hey congratulations more power to you but you do not need that degree to be a successful business owner okay yes you are going to have to learn about things but you're going to save time and save money if you just look it up online or find a mentor and someone that can help you in those areas because with the college they're going to be teaching you so much other stuff that will not even pertain to your salon and your small business so those are my five my top five um myths myths I guess you could say about owning a salon and being a salon owner so I hope that you found that very beneficial and I will see you next time Thanks for tuning in to Lash Alliance Education. This is Morgan Glass, the owner and founder. I am here to bring you the most updated free education in the lash industry. Remember, we are in this together, one client at a time.